Hey, hey, drama listeners. I'm here to talk to you today about a free merchandise giveaway that's happening for the podcast. By now, you've heard about the Summer of Drama, our fun merchandise drop that we launched earlier this summer. And I'm going to tell you that you have the chance to win some of it for free. We have these gorgeous wine tumblers that you can get just by signing up for our Patreon for $5 a month. Now, these are normally going for $12, so this is a $7 discount, a little savings moment, and you'll also get access to over 40 different bonus episodes, like you'll have exclusivity on our Instagram close friends, and we're also running a contest for the additional merchandise for our patrons on Patreon, so you could have the chance to win all of the merch for free. I know. Why don't you just go ahead and do it? If you've been considering signing up for our Patreon for a while now, now is the chance because there's some extra giveaways than normal. All you have to do is click the link in our bio or go to patreon.com backslash the drama podcast. All right, on to the show. Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take the shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in New, New York, York City and the, the world. world. I'm Honor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell. I will never get used to the Zoom delay ever since we left houses. Although when we lived in the same house, there was still the delay, which was sad. I know. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. No sense at all. Do you think we'll ever record in person again? Oh, I don't know. I hope so one day because the energy in the room was electric. I know. You could interrupt someone politely, like, you know, excitedly, like, oh, my God, I also want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't this awkward, like, oh, wait, no, you go, you go. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. It's the world we live in. It sucks. But Dylan, summer's in full swing. Yes. What's going on? Well, it's funny because we were talking about this last night about like, oh, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? And you just happened to say at one point, you go, I'm so sad Jesse left Little Mix. (laughs) <laughs> Nine months later, we're like... I was like, wait, did we ever even talk about that when it happened? Wait a minute. I don't think we have. Not on the pod. We're little mixed stands, though. And not quiet stands. They're so good. And I can't... You know what? Is the end near? Because she's gone. Because they lost one of their, their group members. When when Zane left One Direction, they only had one album left in them before they all split off. I don't know. It is the sign of the end. However, they did win the Brit Award for Best Group for the first time once Jesse left. I don't think it was because of Jesse's departure, but I do think it was you know a nice like reward for like a full decade in the industry i know wait then they thanked her in the in the speech which was so cute oh i was sobbing fully sobbing but did you see that she's like i hated all the music we made and she's she's going in the studio i can't stand it i hate when that happens and you said something to me and i was like oh wait this needs to be shared with the world on a podcast uh, imagine that. But if if her music that she's making as a solo artist isn't vastly different from the songs she made as Little Mix, I'm going to be pissed. Yes. But for right now, I'm happy for her because she seems happy. Yes. It's just like, don't, don't shit on the music that made you a star and then release like slightly offshoot music that was just like it. Agreed. I won't stand for it. Although I do feel bad for everything she's gone through because I've been that girl. Girl, we've both been that girl, girl. <laughs> Listen, everyone should listen to Little Mix of Summer because I do think that they have the best summer bops and, and all of their songs are like, not a breakup song, secret love song, not a sad song, but they're like secretly those things. Wait, why do they all have song in the title? I love when they're referential like that. They're the moment. Okay. Speaking of iconic 
women in the industry. Wow. Was that a good segue or was that a stretch? There was no way to segue, <laughs> so just go for it. <laughs> well, when I think of powerful, iconic, strong, mm. real women, mm. I think of today's guest. Literally me too, because I cannot believe she said yes. I know, I'm gagged. All right, I'm going to bring her in. Our guest today is the It Girl star of stage and screen, currently slaying as the hilarious Brooke Dubeck on Comedy Central and maybe HBO Max's The Other Two, of which the second season will be released on HBO Max this year. She also starred on television as the titular role on Graves as Amanda on the Gone Too Soon Katie Keene, Masters of Sex, The Good Fight, Quantico, High Maintenance, and more. You'll also recognize her from appearances on a recent episode of Z-Way, Future Man, 30 Rock, Elementary, Person of Interest, her lovely voice from Family Guy and American Dad, among many more credits. Are you fully gagged? You surely saw her steal the show as Marty in the most recent Grease revival, as Olive Neal in Bullets Over Broadway, or maybe as Evelyn in American Psycho, for which she was nominated for an Outer Critics Circle Award. Other New York credits include Grand Hotel, Kiss Me Kate, Walmartopia, What's That Smell, and more. She toured the nation as Sharpay Evans in High School Musical, by Bubble as Glinda and Wicked, and even starred in Bring It On the Musical in Atlanta. Oh, and she's also performed as one of the and friends in Countess and Friends with Luann Deliceps. Now you're really gagging. Please welcome to drama. Helena York. My God, my career. Incredible. Incredible. All of that? My God. I missed some things I've done off-Broadway. My God. We couldn't squeeze it all in. Didn't squeeze it all. Didn't have time. No. Been around too long. Where, where is your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? That's what I want to know. I'm a big deal. Don't they know this? I forgot to say gay icon. Gay icon. Gay icon. Absolutely. An ally. And ally. I love the gays. I love listening to gays talk about Little Mix. It's all you people want to fucking talk about. <laughs> Listen, don't don't tell me that you haven't been in a soul cycle class and shout out to my ex hasn't played and you have not done the tap back and gotten your whole life. Baby, baby. I am such an ally. I take like the Cody Rigsby Little Mix boot camps on fucking Peloton. Like, not Cody Rigsby. <laughs> I'm gagged. I am a gay man. <laughs> My fiance is constantly confused. I only ever get approached by gay men. Listen, I'm basically Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Literally. Listen, I see it. I see it. Wait, a fiance. Is this a reveal? No. <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea you're engaged. I post about him constantly. He's the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I knew you were dating because he's gorgeous. And he's, is he super tall? Cause he looks. He's six, five. Oh my God. He is not in the biz. A civilian. He's Cody Rigsby. He's yeah. He's Cody Rigsby, but straight. <laughs> but by the way, he like shaded me the other day because our friends, lesbians, sorry. Pride month. Well, this is not coming out in pride month, but work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But uh, lesbians were like, our, our really dear friends were like, what are you guys up to for pride, whatever. And, and, and I was like, I don't know. And, and Barry looked at me and he was like, what do you mean? He's like, we are going out on pride. He like shaded me for not having pride plans. <laughs> also, don't you have an injury you're nursing? I do. So that's the other thing. So I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be traipsing around the West Village, but I sure will be because I couldn't be shown up on pride by my very straight fiance. <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll go. <laughs> you found the perfect man that he's the one who wants to make pride plans. Yeah, he's dragging me out for pride. 
He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to the village with the girls. I'm like, have fun at the cubby hole. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, my, at the Eagle. Yeah. Wait, how did you guys meet? We met because my friend Margot Bingham, who's an actress and has been on, has a long list of credits. <laughs> um, she was doing a concert at Rockwood Music Hall and I was single and I was like, I'm going to go to that because she said something at like, a, I went to, I, I get myself invited to good parties. That's like one of the new things I do. I'm like, I will be Carrie Bradshaw. It's the last thing I do. And I, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel premiere parties are psycho because Amazon has so much money. And season one was like at, at uh, Cipriani downtown and they like lit the entire thing up pink and they had a big band and like this really elaborate thing. And I was like, I am going to the season two premiere if it's the last thing I do. And Brandon Uranowitz, name drop, uh, flaked on me on plans on a Thursday night. He's like, boo, I'm sorry. I got to go to the Maisel premiere. And I was like, getting myself invited. And I sure did. And I ran into Margot Bingham and we were in the same outfit. Who wore it better? Um, she did. And then <laughs> without hesitation. <laughs> anyway, and she she was like, oh, you're single. I know people. And I was like, nobody says that to single people, which is so shady. Like everybody says to single people, good luck. And you're like, that's mean. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying that. And then our friend, Sydney Morton, they knew each other from doing um, She's Gotta Have It on, on Netflix. And she was like, Margo's having a concert. And I was like, I'm going. She knows people. And I met her boyfriend afterwards. And I was like, damn, this guy's like really hot. Good for her. And then there were like two more really hot, tall, tall, dark and handsome dudes. And like, you know, when you're at a bar and there's like one, mm -hmm. there's always like one. There were fucking three of them. Anyway, the tallest of them all, the tallest and oldest of them all. I was like, Margo, who is that? And she's like, that's for you. I have chills. That's a girl's girl. And she kept me up with her at that point, at that time, boyfriend's brother. Oh my God, pick of the litter. They were brothers. And now I have these like two other hot little brothers in addition to my fiance. <laughs> so what happened to the third one? And are you going to send him my way? Um, maybe he's a uh, very cute. His name is Brian Dunn. Look him up. He's very sweet. Oh my God, Brian Barry. And then what's the third's name? Uh, Scott. They decided to stop with the B theme. Yeah, Scott's the middle. They broke up the B theme. Okay, well that's fair. Otherwise, it would have just been annoying. Well, that is so cute, and you're engaged, and life is good, but you have an ACL injury. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I decided I was like, I went up to the Catskills in February and, I, and everybody was like, you got to go skiing. Are you skiing? You should go skiing. Are you skiing? And I was like, Jesus, fine. And so I signed up to ski and like, they didn't have any more lessons left. And so I watched YouTube videos. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> and I was like, I can do this. I'm a dancer. I'm coordinated. And so I went on the bunny hill and I was like, Okay. And then I went on the, and then I took the ski lift and that went well. And I went down the easy hill. I went down the easy hill like five or six times. And I was like, is this it? Is this skiing? And I used all my YouTube tips. And then I was like, I, I, I'm going to leave, but like, is there another easy hill for some like different scenery? And I went up the ski lift and I was like, this one looks harder, but I bet I can do it. And I went down and it sure was harder and it got so fast, so quick. And I was like, like swerving to try to slow down. And I swerved and I bit it once. And I was like, oh my God, I just have to get to the bottom. I've never been so afraid. And then I was like trying to, and I sped up really fast again and I bit it and it went pop. And I was like, and everybody goes on and on and on about how painful it is to tear your ACL. But I must have a pretty high pain tolerance because I was like, oh, then that couldn't have been it. <laughs> my God. Anyway, I like sat, I got up, my leg completely gave out underneath me. They had to like send the medics. They took me down the hill. They're like, if you're okay in 72 hours, don't worry about it. And I was like, I don't think so. And then um, 
ferry drove me down like a snowy hill to go to a and anyway I tore my ACL and my MCL um I had all this shit wrong and then two weeks after that and I was so freaked out because in two weeks I had to start back at season two of the other two I shot half a season of television with a torn ACL. Was Brooke dancing at all this season or no? Well, I don't want to tell you. Okay. Okay. It's all under wraps. I wanted to meet the breeze. Okay. That's fair. Yes. I shot a season of TV with a torn ACL. And then once we wrapped, I was finally able to have surgery. Oh my God. So I had surgery three weeks ago. And you probably have a gnarly scar now. It's not too bad. I mean, it looks disgusting, but it's going to be okay. And the surgeon was kind of a dick. Well, all surgeons are dicks, but he was like, I gave you a smaller scar because I could, I, I knew you would want that. And I was like, that's misogynistic and disgusting, but thanks. I did want a smaller scar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Are you, you're feeling better though? Yeah. I mean, I'm killing my, re- my rehab. I, I, that's what it is. Right. I go to, and then to, for all the dancers and people out that listen, physio arts, which was a wonderful PT. And I broke my ankle doing bring it on the musical. And, and I went to Dr. Weiss, who's wonderful at NYU. And he sent me to physio arts, of course, where they're great. And then now I go to spear physical therapy, the Times square location. Cause they do performing artists. Oh, cool. I go three times a week. I go for like an hour and a half. I'm an overachiever. Ain't nobody got time for this. No, not at all. You're going to be ready for whatever comes next. Yeah. What is like the recovery time? Forever. But we're getting married in September. And I'm like, I will do the Haba Nagila at my Jewish wedding. So I am like rehabbing specifically for that. (laughs) I love that. That's a good goal. Yeah, the Haba Nagila. (laughs) Yeah, the Haba Nagila. So we usually start out by asking all of our guests if if they're well. I'm unwell. What can I say? It's not great. I can only walk for certain periods of time. People have to meet me at my house. I, I take stairs one at a time. Wow. <laughs> and I live in a fourth floor walk up. Aren't you a Brooklyn girl? <laughs> I am a Brooklyn girl. Wow. Very, I'm Alex McCord from Early Roni. I don't watch Roni. And you know what? That's brave to say in this, in this current time. Especially because... I have done the Countess Luann show because yeah. Chris Kelly, who created the other two, when I told him, I was like, Countess Luann, and he yelled at me. And so I did it. There, yeah. I was rewatching some of the other two, to, you know, to get ready for our girl. And I wasn't a Housewives <laughs> fan before when I watched it the first time, the other two, but now I am. And I think literally in the first five episodes, Housewives comes up at least once every episode. Oh, yeah. You say you're Tinsley Mortimer. You go to watch Roni. It came. Did you catch Tim Tinsley? No. Tinsley's in the, what is it, the second episode when we go to the premiere and I'm wearing the wedding dress? Yeah. I say that thing about Tinsley Mortimer and the camera's panning and it's Tinsley Mortimer. Oh, my God. Guys, I've met Tinsley Mortimer. That's wild. Before she left for Chicago. Yeah. And she took a picture on her, like, trailer steps and she was like, set life. People love to post that picture. People love saying set life. I don't love that. No, I'd only post like craft services. Guys, getting work is hard. So what you're basically doing is being like, you're not working. I don't like that's it. true. That's so true. Because it's fucking hard, man. Getting a job is hard. I mean, listen, I was doing the other two season two in February and early March of 2020. Got sent home. Did not work for a year. Went back to complete it after tearing my ACL. And now I'm broken and on the couch. Yeah. It's hard out there. Don't be posting your hashtag set life. We get it. <laughs> I love to celebrate people's success. So I'm, I'm into that. But 
You are yeah. a true girl's girl. Love a woman. Did the other two film in New York or LA season two? New York. New York. Okay. We did a little bit in LA. Oh, wait, this reminds me actually my friend, Jimmy Good, who works on the other two. Yes. God, he's so sexy. Oh my God. He's too sexy to be behind the scenes like that. Oh my God. I need to him so many times. I would just like touch those wash washboard abs as he touched my hair up. Jimmy Good for the listeners is um, a hair professional mm-hmm. and he's excellent. And he's good friends with a superstar also Ashley Park and does wonderful hair for her all mm-hmm. the time. And Ashley always looks insanely beautiful. Anyway, and Jimmy is gorgeous and has a full six pack and, and tattoos and-, and so nice. We used to live across the street from each other. Listen, I have lots of questions about the other two because I'm obsessed. And as I told you beforehand, when I came out as gay and said, that my boyfriend had to watch it all. And he is not a TV person, but he was, he devoured it with me. He was obsessed. I think it's because it hinges on pop culture and how brilliant the writing is and how lived in these characters feel. I mean, the way that you embody this delusional but delightful girl, it's it's just genius. Where did you find her? Um, Matt Rogers said something about her, which is that she's strong and wrong, like all the time. Very strong, very wrong. <laughs> And the thing that's embarrassing about Brooke for me is that now, because we did the pilot a long time ago, and then so basically the series was very delightfully written around me. It is shockingly close to who I am. And I'll read scripts and kind of be like, am I offended? (laughs) Strong and wrong. Strong and wrong. I love that. Strong and wrong. Just like going for it headfirst. It's like trying skiing because people say I should try skiing and just doing it, being like, I'm going to do it. I'm so good at this. I have actual test texts that I sent people being like, I'm an excellent skier before tearing my ACL. Strong and wrong. Got to try everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I love that about Brooke, though, is that she is consistently trying to move forward with life. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, there's like a lack of, um, it's just like, Things will happen to you and they always will. But if you've got, if you're lucky enough with enough serotonin, you're just going to keep getting back up again. And, you know, for all of the ways she blows it and, you know, and even like the dating thing, right? Like I did the same thing in my own life. I think dating should be something that you're like, who cares? I just get to meet a bunch of people. That's the advice I give everybody. I'm like, you're basically just meeting people. (laughs) Yeah. And um, yeah. And I enjoy that about her. And she encourages Carrie to, you know, get out there and like stop being such a little bitch about it and like just make it happen. And then, you know, she goes on and falls on her face a hundred times. I have a question for you that we might have to cut this because uh, this is me and I'm insane. And I'm always trying to think about filming things, even though I have zero filming experience. When you filmed with Michael Che, was he really there? Yes. It looked like there was always each other, like this, the camera was opposite. And I was like, I don't think he was really there. It was supposed to be somebody else. We only had Che oh. for a little bit. So my side, I'm not talking to Che, but I was for his coverage. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question. I, Cause I said to Hunter, my boyfriend, I was like, he's not there. Hunter was like, stop it. He is. <laughs> he's there. He's there. He's just, I'm talking to like a PA when you're looking at him. He was perfect in that cameo role. He saved our butts. We had somebody drop out yeah. last minute and he showed up and, you know, it was great. Everybody that comes on the show is so great. Jackie Hoffman, like, give me a break. The best. I wonder if we'll see her again. Just perfect. And I kept saying to Drew because Drew is like in the comedy New York world. He was like, this woman's great. I was like, this is Jackie Hoffman, Drew. Of course she's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> that whole episode in at the school dance is is one of my favorites. But I think my favorite of the season is the plane episode. Plane is my favorite yeah. episode too. And the little pig that we had. Oh my god! And Wanda is so funny in that episode. And then all of the trips to the bathroom and Molly's just like perfection. So was that a real plane or was that like a set? They give you a shell of okay. a plane. It's like. It probably at one point was a real plane, but they chop it up and they sell it to whatever and they stick it on a soundstage in Long Island. Okay. You know, RuPaul always says never work with animals or children and you work with both a piglet and Chase Dream. What's the name? Uh, Case. Case in the same in the same show. So you've defied RuPaul's rules. Yes. And we are all excellent. The pig kills it. Case kills it. Everybody does a good job. Case is just like a star is born. I'm thinking about when you like hire a child or, you know, a child actor to do a show and then a pandemic hits. Did he age significantly? He sure did, baby. Oh, no. He's a beautiful young man. He turned 18. But Chase is younger, right? 15, 16? Yeah, but he's great. And what's been amazing is that I've known him since he was 14 and like watching him grow up and become this like lovely young man. It's amazing but yeah he looks older but like you know he's still a kid and so I think we we ask you to forgive us it's suspension of disbelief in many ways yeah and it's not like he looks like a grown-up he's 18 he still looks like a kid Mm -hmm. yeah I mean Ben Platt is playing Evan Hansen in a film so we're all gonna just believe that right so while that's happening and it's a big deal people will just believe that Case Walker is like that's the same age yeah yeah (laughs) when is season two coming out do you know I do, but I don't think I'm allowed to say because I think the network has to announce it. But it's still. Your fancy, big fancy network. Yes, because we're on HBO Max now. Oh my God, the best network. The best. They're so great, aren't they? Oh my God. I go to it now more than anything. Yes, yeah, so as you've been up on the couch for the last couple of weeks, have you been binging anything? Yes, Hacks, obviously. Love. Love Hacks. Gene Smart, incredible. And I like Hannah as well, I think mm-hmm. is so good. And then Carl is mwah, I know. Excellent. Beautiful. So good. Wait, I thought that you were DJ. When DJ walked out in the first time, I thought, is that Helena York? Wow. Did you go out for that? Not the first person to say that. But also I think Caitlin Olson is incredible and the best. So there you go. And she's awesome too. There's room for everyone. And it was created by Paul Downs, who's done the table reads for our shows a lot, and his partner Lucia. And Jen Statsky, and they're the three of them are amazing, and it's so awesome to see three great people have something so great. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Paul Downs. I mean Broad City. He's so funny. He was so good on that. At the table read, he played Lance at the first table read. Oh, he's just so funny and so great, and he and Lucia are just so. There, I can't say enough about it. He, Lucia, and Jen. I love to hear that. So yeah, Hax is great. I mean, Gene Smart is having a moment. Oh. Watching her on Maravie's town as well, I was like, damn. And I just love that she's having a moment and she lost her husband recently, which I just thought was this uh, unbelievably sad to be, have, you know, I don't know how, how somebody balances all of that. Anyway, she's just incredible. She's, I mean, there's this one shot on Hacks. I don't know if you caught this, that I was just took my breath away is when she's in the pizza parlor shop the it's hannah right i am right about this is yes. Hannah the actress's name or is that the character's name the actress's name that's the name yeah yeah anyway she goes um she like gets on her about the fact that she keeps making a joke about burning houses down and like flames mm-hmm. 
And then they, and then, and Jean Smart's like, I'm doing it anyway. And they did this close up of her face where she's just like manically happy, but so sad. And it was just, I was like, that's still alone. I just thought was a masterclass in subtlety and like playing so many things at once. I just thought, did you catch that? No, I need to, I need to watch it again. Oh my God. It's in the pizza parlor. It's this one close up. It comes and goes pretty quickly. And it's just like, oh. <gasps> I love Amazing. her. She's brilliant. I didn't realize she'd lost her husband. That adds layers because the show, the, the darkness of it is, you know, there's there's multiple losses happening of the day. Yeah, I thought they did a great job of shooting during a pandemic and not making it look like they were. Oh, yes, yeah. you you would never have known. Never would have known. And what I love is that like they probably had free run of Vegas because like yeah. nobody was there. <laughs> oh, good point. I loved it. I could talk about it forever. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah, she was great. And I actually just read that she lost her husband during filming shortly before they filmed the finale. So then she's at this funeral scene and then she's talking to Hannah. It, it All the layers are in there. I guess she's just the definition of a professional. When she kind of runs the roast thing that's going on. Exactly. Oh my God, she's brilliant. The way that when she laughs on that show, I just, my heart just swells. Oh my God. I feel like you've had such an amazing career. And I, I know we were talking about your television, re recent television credits, but I want to jump into your theater experiences too. And before we do that, we'd like to ask all of our guests about their ring of keys moment as it pertains to a life in the arts. It's inspired by that moment in Fun Home when Allison has a moment of recognition. And um, we like to switch it up a little bit and have that moment of recognition apply to when they realize they loved the arts or performing. Do you feel like you had that moment? Yes, thank you for asking. So I don't know if this is my ring of keys moments because that's where she figures out what she wants and she's 13. Mine happened during a trip to New York when I was auditioning for theater schools. I had an audition for um, both NYU and Juilliard, who, both of whom rejected me, um, incidentally. <laughs> but during that trip, I saw Sutton Foster and Thoroughly Modern Millie at the Marriott Marquis and I lost my goddamn mind. When she held that note at the end of Gimme Gimme, that thing called La, and like does not breathe, doesn't breathe. And it's this long hold and she's like the tip of all of these tap numbers. I lost my mind. I knew that entire album. I sang along to her forever. And I just, and it wasn't so much like, oh, I want to do this. It was like, I have to do this. And I just, I, I'm such a fan. And then I, and then fast forward in my life on a personal note, I did Grand Hotel at City Center Yeah. and she came and I hid from her in my dressing room. <laughs> I like left the dressing room and she was in the stairwell. I've told the story a couple of times and I was like, I can't, I can't. How, how do you imagine meeting her one day? Um, I don't, I can't. Okay. I get what you're saying. I had an audition and didn't get it for younger. Oh. And I was so relieved because I was like, I don't even want to meet her as peers in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not worthy. I don't want to be peers in the industry with her because I'm just like, no. And the fact that people are like, oh, isn't she that woman from younger? And I'm like, absolutely go fuck yourself. She's Sutton Foster of Violet and um, Anything Goes. Uh, and Anything Goes. Little Women. Little Women. So now what, what brought you to want to see Millie? Because I feel like, I mean... Was it like when it was new? She performed on the Tonys and I was like, I have to go see this in person. Cause I just, I don't know. It was something about it. I think it was like the classic song and dance mm -hmm. of it all. Does that make sense? Did they do um, Forget About the Boy on the Tonys? Um, forget about. 
It's the tap dancing typewriting number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did. But then wasn't it a mashup? Didn't she do some other song as well? I think she also sang Jimmy or maybe they did the. She might have done a bit of Jimmy and a bit yeah, of about, okay. yeah. Anyway, an amazing Tony's performance. Everybody oh, should yeah. go YouTube it and have another reminder of it. She can do everything. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. And she's tall and oh my God. She's very kind. And you know what? She kills a Soul Cycle class. And I know this because I used to work at Soul Cycle. I love Soul Cycle. Don't get me started. She came to class. I used to work the desk. Wait. And she came on the Upper West Side. Have I not seen you there? Have you seen the front desk uh, of it? Maybe. Upper West? No. No? Okay. Connor would have told me if he saw you. <laughs> <laughs> He'd text me in the mornings like, so-and-so just came in. Samantha B just came in. Like all these different <laughs> Samantha B. Sutton Foster came in and she was the nicest person on the planet. She's the one who, you know, a lot of people come into class and they're like, you know, they just sign in and like walk past shoes. You know, she comes in, she's like, throws her hands on the desk. She's like, how is everyone today? How are you guys? She's like, she is so genuine. And then class ends and she's also like snatched wearing her like full Lululemon, you know, and she walks out. She's like, oh, that was a tough one today, guys. Thank you so much for all your help. Like truly kind. See me after class. I'm like, I'm the Loch Ness monster. Get me into the bathroom. <laughs> like no one needs to see my sweaty shirt. <laughs> Honor, that's actually really funny. I used to work the front desk at Physique 57. Oh my God. So you get the whole, the customer service fitness world. Yes, I do. And I, I fell in love with that kind of, and I, I did it so I could take free class. I did it after I did bring it on. I broke my ankle and I was like, I needed very specific exercise that was not impactful. So I worked at Physique 57 to take free class. And like, I loved it. And I was in between jobs and it was like very organizational. Ugh, I recommend it. I loved working in the fitness space. Me too. What is what is Physique 57? Is that like spinning and other things? Very insanely hard bar method class. Wow. And I like friends, like dear, dear friends through working that. And it was just also a way to stay like weirdly organized when you're not working. Does that make sense? It's like you have something to occupy your brain. And when you're in between jobs, it just gave me something to, and the human interaction, just like you just said, is those kinds of interactions with people. Like I even weirdly, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, wow, I was such a bitch. We had this cancellation policy that if you canceled after a couple of times, we were like, sorry, you can't, whatever. And SoulCycle was always really nice about it because a couple of times I would call SoulCycle as a paying customer now. And I would be like, hey, I'm not coming today, but feel free to charge me. <laughs> and as a result, I've never gotten charged for a cancellation. SoulCycle. <laughs> but then I remember there was this, I have, I specifically think of this one woman she called in to be like, Hey, ugh, I'm on the runway. My plane is delayed. I'm not going to make it in time tonight. I just don't have the energy to make class tomorrow. And I was like, sorry, you've already had your one cancellation. How savage is that? No, we would, we would, when our manager was there and I hope she's not listening, we would have to do that because she'd get mad at us if we gave them the credit back. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, I was, but I thought about that poor girl on the runway, not even being able to take off. But I was like, also, well, she wasn't going to not make it because she didn't land. She was just like, didn't want to have to wake up early, which I get. Yeah. I totally get. I'm so savage. Oh my God. Well, we would work that, and we might cut all this because I don't know how interesting this is, but when, when, I know. We, when we'd be there for like the 6 a.m. classes and people would be calling at like 5.45, they'd be like, I've been throwing up all night. I have to cancel. We'd be like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Your alarm went off. You want your money back. You know. Also, I'm the person you talked to last time you were throwing up. I was here. I was here at 5 a.m. I used to get a bacon, egg, and cheese at the cart in front of the mm. studio on Spring Street and like eat a bacon, egg, and cheese at the front desk while women were coming in for their 6 a.m. And they'd be like, is that bacon? <laughs> I was like, yeah. 
good memories, good friends. Um, wait, so you mentioned Bring It On, and I know you've had so many things in your life, Helena. I'm just like, where do I even begin? Was You were the star of Bring It On, the musical, right? I was. It's really crazy. I had just gotten off of tour with Wicked, and I got cast as Campbell in Bring It On, and I absolutely loved the creative team. And these are still incredible people, obviously. It was like Tom Kitt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Andy Blankenbuehler choreographed and directed these wonderful Amanda Green, Amanda Green, who's lovely. Anyway, I got cast in that and we went out of town and I had to go to like gymnastics class and stuff. And they wanted me to learn how to do a standing back tuck, which is a backflip from a standing position. Anyway, they, this one person was spotting me at the last final uh, rehearsal before tech in Atlanta out of town. And I came down and I fractured my talus and sprained all six ligaments. I was immediately put into a fiberglass cast so I never performed a single performance of Bring It On. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I went to see it on Broadway and I thought Taylor Louderman was wonderful. And honestly, <laughs> so much better for the part than me. And so it made complete sense. And now look at her. She's like a superstar. Mm -hmm. She's she's killing it. She's killing it. She's killing it. She's like doing... Um, 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 oh my God, Helena. Keenan. Keenan, thank you. Keenan, uh, yeah. In LA, she's like crushing. Oh my God, I need to hear you sing one perfect moment at some point in your life. I don't know. It's a lot of mixing, which I am not good at. I'm like good at a soft tone or then like a full yell. And Taylor, I think, has a beautiful mix. A full yell. I love, because, I mean, you obviously got to show off your comedic chops and maybe a little bit more belting and bullets over Broadway. Was that after? That was after. Okay. The first theater thing I did, that was the first time I performed on stage after having done Wicked. Okay. Wow. And then I loved that show. And I was like, wow, I'm going to win a Tony for this. I finally am Sutton Foster. Here is my moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm so funny. I am so good in this. Wow. This is my moment. And I was not even nominated. <laughs> and then Brantley was like, she sucks. And I was like, you Ben Brantley, I am excellent in this. A star. For all I all I heard about you was that you stole the show. I mean, and it was a stacked cast, but it was it was you and Marin Meezy and oh my Brooks Ash Manskis and of course Nick Cordero. Oh and What's so crazy is to have lost two of those people in the last yeah. three years is really Oh my god, you just gave me chills. It just doesn't make sense to lose people yeah. like that. A talent like Marin and Nick, it's just yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like even talking about them. It's like I almost like forget that they're gone because it's like they're so their spirit is so much alive with the art, the album, you know, things they left behind. It's nothing about them being gone makes any sense whatsoever, and it just makes you question what the meaning of anything is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to be like anti God on a no. drama podcast, <laughs> talk shit on God. <laughs> we told you you could talk shit on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just that um, he must not exist because <laughs> these two mm -hmm. unbelievable people are gone. But were you a big Marin fan? I was a huge Marin fan. Mm -hmm. I saw Marin in Kiss Me Kate on Broadway in 2000. Okay, yeah. Amy Spanger. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I think Amy Spanger is just the bee's knees. Yes. I love her. And, um, and I saw Marin, of course, and I was just like, oh my God. I mean, just like such a force. I mean, she performs with like her full vagina. It's like, <laughs> anyway, she's just amazing. And also, and then anyway, she came to do 
we had had a different person playing that character for the first reading of bullets. And then she came for the, um, the lab, which don't get me started actors equity on labs anyway. And she, and she's just, she was Jesus, the most, um, incredible person. They both ugh, were yeah, truly the most incredible people. Did they help shape your experience doing bullets? I, I, you, you can't, I can't think of that time without all of the memories I have of like how stupid we all were backstage. <laughs> There's so many bullets where we do the play. Yeah. We're facing upstage and Marin Brooks, we all were just doing shit to make each other break. And it was psychotic. And Marin was the worst of anybody at getting us to laugh. And she would just like, so unprofessional (laughs) (laughs) and so funny and like brilliant. And, and then like Nick, that whole rehearsal of like when he shot to kill me and dumped me in the Gowanus canal (laughs) and I yelled, fuck you at him. And it was just like, it was just the best. Like I, I used to laugh until I cried. It, I had the most fun doing that show. I also think nobody on the planet Earth is a better performer in theater than Brooks Ashmanskis. Oh yeah. I feel that in almost every way he is like shaped who I am in rehearsal, which is maybe not a good thing <laughs> because it's theater and every piece of it should be fun and warm and fantastic. And he creates that environment. He like sets a tone of any room he's in Ugh. and we all had just the best, best time. And then Nick was the only performer that did get nominated Yeah, and everybody just Marin, all of us just put everything inside and all we wanted was like to root for Nick mm-hmm. and, and they went on to perform at the Tonys and Amanda passed like a gun off to him at the Tonys performance. And she's just like, and, and our friend got friends got married and the two of them as a couple were just the most beautiful people you had ever seen in person together. Just mm. amazing. Wow. It's, it sounds like an unforgettable and special. Completely unforgettable and special moment in time. And it's like Nick was so close to, to Zach through that and our friend Preston Boyd and everybody stayed really, really close friends. Yeah, it was a, it was a special show. And I had seen the producers at the St. James Theater with my dad when I was 16. And my dad came and sat in like basically the same seats to see opening night of bullets. Oh, full circle. That gives me the chills. I love those moments. I loved it. And what's great about working with Susan too, is that you create something and she just lets you go. And you just, I rolled around the stage like a complete lunatic. And then that choreography was set. It was insane. Oh my God. I saw, I saw bullets on tour and I'll never forget that the actress playing Olive, her like pearl necklace, unfortunately broke during in the, in the very beginning of act one. And it was pieces falling the whole. All that makes me think is like, they all went into the track for the turntable. They had to stop the scene. Yeah. I've never really seen that before where the, you know, the stage hands or whomever comes out and they swept the stage and, but you could still see them from throughout the whole thing. It was, it was crazy, but that was a good show. What I love about you and the roles you've played, and I was trying to talk to Dylan about this earlier, and I was like, I don't really have a good vocabulary for saying this, but I feel like, Helena, you, and maybe why you're such a gay icon, is (laughs) (laughs) there's this this wink and this sensibility 
and a, like a sense of humor and a sharpness to all the characters you play. Like you think Sharpay, Glinda, Olive, and it's like, yeah, any white blonde actress could potentially go into it and do a good job, but you go in there and you are that character and we connect to it. And I just want to thank you for your art because it is seriously, oh you bring something so special to every performance you give. I mean, even with Brooke on the other two, so mwah. Thank you. Oh my God. I don't know where that came from, but I just- Did you see me play Glinda? That was so cool. <laughs> on, on, on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> Maybe on YouTube. Oh, right, YouTube, YouTube. I was yeah. good at that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I missed American Psycho, but I heard that you were fabulous. Yeah, we we moved we moved to New York the week y'all closed. It was like I was like, oh, it was that was just the bloodbath of like Hamilton is everything, and no one's seeing Tuck Everlasting or Bright Star or American yeah. Psycho and all the great pieces that closed. The only thing that lasted was Waitress. Yeah, I know, I know. It was really crazy. That was one of those things where I had done Bullets Over Broadway and I was disappointed and sad about the fact that like it didn't get the response that I really thought it deserved. And then they asked me to do American Psycho and I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck it. Yeah, because I had loved Spring Awakening so, so much. <sighs> and I loved that it was a British team and um, Rupert Gould who runs the Almeida Theater in London is like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like really cool. But then I, I was like a murder sex musical after doing like full classic Broadway. I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> Alice Ripley's gonna writhe around in blood. Like, mm, yeah. Why aren't there more murder <laughs> sex musicals out there? I don't know. But I, it was so funny because like I didn't, I, I was like, this is not for everyone. But I thought it was so interesting and fun and different. And I had such, I had such a good time doing that. I'm so glad I did it. I know the people who loved that show and went back so many times. Yeah, and then the people who didn't like it, like, did not like it. Yeah. Were like, I did not like that. And want to tell me they didn't like it. And I'm like, what the That's fuck? ridiculous. <laughs> I know that it's not for everybody, but shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> the, the female cast in particular of that show, I mean, you, Jen Damiano, and Alice Ripley. Like, Alice Ripley. Come on. Jen Damiano. I know. It was like, wow, I'm in next to normal adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> Murder and sex. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I was just going to say, I was thinking about, because I know that you went to college with all these iconic people who are working. Isn't it psycho? It's crazy. It's psycho. I know. It's like the Mouseketeers, <laughs> but modern day. You know what I mean? Like the, the Britney Justin. Yeah. Like Andrew Keen and Bolger and I were fucking college roommates. No way. <laughs> Yeah, we were roommates. We used to sit in our underwear on our sagging futon and like watch Food Network while eating like pretzels dipped in mustard. Like we were disgusting. Oh my God. And Jake Wilson um, was probably in that era. Jake Wilson is our class. Not only were th these people were also my best friends and also um, Benj and Justin. Casual. <laughs> who have all egotted. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a joke. I'm like. It's so funny to me, like I'm watching Dear Evan Hansen become this massive success, but it's like still weird to me that my friends wrote that. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's like a mind fuck, yeah. On Oscar, I was like, what is happening? Is this some time hole? Like it was, I mean, of course it's deserved. They're incredible. They're, anyway, it's just been wild. Yes, these were like all my best friends in college. The talent. Sure the class reunion is, is lit. Yeah, well, we, it's usually a reunion around like Ben and Justin getting some like honor. <laughs> we have to like show up. Well, they like roll a trophy out for them. We're like, good job, guys. Like, when are we going to headstands? 
<laughs> Wait, oh my God. I just remembered that when we talked to Constantine Rusuli, he was telling us that he's on the other two season two. Yeah. I was going to say, but he revealed it. So yes, he is. He did. Well, I thought of him just now because of Jake, because they are like twins. They're twins. What's great about Connie doing it and also this season in general is that I'm, I don't think this is a spoiler. I was not around for a lot. Like I didn't see Connie at all because he also shot it last year Mm -hmm. and I never was around to be with him and like Jimmy Fowley. Do you guys follow Jimmy at all? Oh, I follow like religiously. He's hysterical. So fucking funny. Anyway, everything they did, I was not around for. I was with, and Gideon Glick is in this. I did. That was like press. Like that came out like in the news that he was on. Gideon is in the season and um, he is an okay actor. Decent. And and I, I just wasn't around for a lot of it. So like I get to watch season two this year being like delighted by what is ending up being a half the episode. I can't wait. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So before we wrap up, we like to end with a dose of drama, something to recommend, rant about, rave about. And Dylan, do you want to kick it off today? Sure. You know, I was thinking about it and I was going to talk about like work culture changing, but I really can't speak on that because I'm unemployed. (laughs) So what I will say is Helena, we have some drama between us. You are a Wolverine. Oh, did you go to Ohio State? Yeah, we both. Connor and I both did. Oh, okay. Oh, no drama there? Cool. (laughs) We can move on. I was a theater major. Do you care? (laughs) No, I'm just being silly. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. People are like, oh, Ohio State. I'm like. (laughs) It's just fun. Yeah. People ask me if I rush for sororities. And I'm like, no. Yeah, How would you have done that? theater yeah that was its own sorority its own greek organization everybody should want to go to michigan and apparently they do now yes so that's that's the whole thing you cannot get it no i I wonder if that's like if this is just like a moment or if it's going to be this way forever if michigan is the new carnegie like you know maybe i mean i think it'll always like go in flux it's also like once you graduate and i really want to say this because i wonder if you've guys got sorry the church bells across the street from my brooklyn apartment are chiming it is new it's new um the the thing that I think is dead genuinely true because it is really hard to get into some of these programs. And I just don't think people should be killing themselves over it because if you go to a good program, you'll, you'll come, you'll presumably do a showcase. You'll get some kind of representation or you'll be trucking around and like, you'll, you're going to shine in this business and in this world and in this industry, whether you went to a great school or not, if you're truly great and you stay true to who you're doing and you're not doing an impression of somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing an impression of somebody else, and and you're you've like you're not working too fucking hard. Like honestly, it's all about just like throwing yourself out there and seeing if it sticks. And it will. So don't worry about it. I mean, that's so true. I mean, I can't think of another Helena York. Cause well, because I think a lot of people my age at that time wanted to be Kristen Chenoweth. I'm talking I'm speaking for my own type. And sure, sure, sure. Kristen Chenoweth or Kelly O'Hara or Celia Keenan Bolger, or you know, and you can't you just can't replicate these people. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be Sutton Foster and I'm just could not be less of that person, but I admire her. And I think, and I think what's admirable about all of those women is that they're doing themselves mm-hmm. and like fucking Celia Kinnon Bolger won a Tony award for playing like an eight year old. <laughs> and now she's going to do it again. And now she's going to do it again. And everybody should go see her. Cause she's fucking amazing. She was unreal. And I, mean, I wish Gideon would go back because he was phenomenal in that too. Oh my God. He was so good. Mm-hmm. He was so good. But there are other ways you can see Gideon very soon. 
namely season two tune in okay that was that was my dose and we kind of veered into something else but connor do you have anything to share today i do and i actually it it refers to something i read in the broadway briefing which i think and i'm feeling dramatic about this then the west side story revival is the only broadway show that was running that hasn't announced a return date yet as of recording the only one i wonder if and I don't know, but I think some cast members have since become superstars in their own way and maybe unavail and they're going to have to revisit some casting potentially. That's my fear. And my, my, my great fear is that my crush, Isaac Cole Powell, won't uh-huh. be returning and I missed him in it the first time around. Is that for sure? I don't know. That's your fear. That's my fear. My fear. Yeah, I have no inside scoop. To another giant, incredible actor, Wesley Taylor, who I think is so good. So good. So good. Did you see him in SpongeBob? No, but I just think Wes is so good. I've done a reading. I did a workshop with Wes. Sorry, not a workshop, Actors Equity. I did a lab and with Wes, and he's so good. And he's married to Isaac. It's like a hot, good couple. (laughs) What the the fuck? (laughs) fuck is that it's like yeah. honestly it's like you and barry i'm like what the fuck yeah you have that's to. what i think and that is why i keep posting pictures of him so everybody <laughs> will be jealous of me because i need the attention the <laughs> only attention i want is jealousy <laughs> <laughs> helena do you have a dose of drama to to leave us with you know and maybe this will get you in your page six yep. get your damn vaccine get it it is crazy to me We are getting married in September. We are requiring them and not everybody got it. Mm. And so they can't come. And I'm like, the fuck? And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. You're mooching on other people's um, uh, immunity and the other people's decision to get it. So if you're enjoying the fact that the world is Mm -hmm. open again, that's because other people got their shit together and got it. And, the, and people are saying, and if you do enough research that it's not proven, this is technology that was developed by a woman from like the Ukraine and it has been developed since the 80s and it's going to be what all vaccines are and it's going to cure cancer and work. I feel like the conversation has died on that. Get your vaccine. I think it should be required for cast members. Like, I, I think they should require that. Mm-hmm. To me at this point, I'm like, did you enjoy your year? Well, didn't we all have to get vaccinated in like school growing up? Like, didn't you yes. have to get your shots? You have to get a meningitis yeah. shot. You should be required and to get it. And that one hurt. Yes. I forgot about that. That, that was one, like crazy my arm was not, like talk. People are like, my arm was sore after the COVID went. No, that one was bad. Well, mine was sore. But anyway, I agree. We all should get. I actually read an article that like young people, you know, around the age of 18 have no interest at this point. If they haven't been vaccinated, they're just over it because life is mostly quote unquote resumed. Mm-hmm. And I've heard the Delta str- like strand of COVID is the deadliest one yet. So anyway, yikes. that's not related, but to end it maybe on a more positive note, I'm so excited to get back to theater. What are you guys most excited to go see? I want to go see the six. Okay. Yes. Loved. We got to see that, but my, you know, Helena, I don't know if you know him and if you do, we'll talk off pod, but Aaron debate is my, Baby daddy, my one and only. There's a poster of him back there um, in company. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I have tickets to see Moulin Rouge for when it comes back. Yeah. Oh, great. I haven't seen it yet. I want to go see that. 
it's amazing. And I cannot wait to see, you know, I love Karen Olivo. They are phenomenal. And I'm so excited that they're taking the industry by storm. And I'm excited to see, though, who replaces them in Moulin Rouge. Hey, is company coming back? It is. It is. In it is. December. It's a little bit later. I'm excited yeah. to see her in um, company. I thought she was really mm-hmm. good at Band's Visit. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see company. And to see mm-hmm. um, Patti LaPerne. Of, I was of just going to say, I need to see Miss Patty. Those two of the best musical theater songs written of all time are Being Alive and um, Here's the Ladies Who Lunch. I yes. The best songs ever. Have you done? Have you done company? I could oh. see you doing doing um Amy in company. I love that show. When are we going to get you on a stage again, though? I mean, I I see outside. Like, do you still go out for Broadway, or are you mostly TV now? I pitched myself to something, and there was interest, but I can't do it because they open in September, and I'm crippled, and um, I'm getting married. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> when the time is right, we will be there with with flowers for you. Actually, my fiance has never seen me on stage the entire time we've been together. I've never done a Broadway show. Wow. And that's a whole different beast. You must go to the Lincoln Center <laughs> Library and go watch me in Bullets Over Broadway and American Psycho. And he like hasn't done it yet. And I'm like low key, like, wow, you must not love me. Yeah, do you need like an excuse to do that? Or can you just do it casually? You can just do it casually. And I recently went to go see Hand to God. And I thought Geneva Carr was like, oh, I heard it was a legendary performance. It is one of the best performances I've ever seen. And I didn't see it on stage. Anyway, yes, you can go to Lincoln's. And I thought it was going to be a weird, different experience. Have you done it? No, no, I should have. Okay, see, I thought it was going to take away from the theater like experience. And of course, it's not the same, but it is so great. When when it's filmed, is it like, is it just like, you know, like when you were in high school and they'd film like your production, it was just like of the whole stage? Or is it like close-ups? It, there's they set up the theater so it's like it is the whole stage and then there are like you know some cameras set up maybe on balconies and stuff so there are some close-ups okay so we're like you know we're multi-cam yeah multi-cam and audience reaction so it's a bit like watching a sitcom especially a comedy because hand to god is so funny this is just my experience what i watch there but you can go with, watch anything i think some things you need permission for and okay. while i was sitting there some guy was on the phone he's like well i think we have to ask miss stroman's permission and i was like <laughs> And you're like, oh, you mean Stro? Like you're like, oh, yeah, my friend, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> not Stro, done. Oh my god. Well, Helena, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Everyone needs to follow you at Helena York on Twitter and Instagram, even though you hate social. Like I, I went back on Instagram and I don't pay attention to the Twitter. I'm old. It's like hard to keep track of multiple things. I understand. I get it. I get it. Everybody just needs to go to TikTok and like leave me in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Helena, you are a dream. This like meant the whole world to Connor and I. So thank you for doing this with us. Thanks for asking me. Um, of course, everyone should follow us as well. I don't know if you forgot, but I'm Dylan McDowell. Connor's at Connor McDowell. And we are the drama podcast, the one and only, but of course. And Connor, I'll see you next time. Drama. drama.